Witchy Mamas, Practical Living for Modern Families. Create magic every day and discover tips and tricks to keeping you sane and grounded while living in the real world. I'm your host, Billy Corinne. Hey, it's Billy Corinne, Witchy Mama and your host here, and today's episode is devoted to Ostara. Ostara is a neo-pagan Sabbath that celebrates the beginning of spring. And this year, it happens to fall on March 20th. Now, Ostara gets its name from the goddess Eostra, or sometimes it's pronounced Istra or Ustra, but the Sabbath is Ostara. Now, Eostra is the goddess of spring and fertility, and her name sounds a whole lot like Easter, which typically falls within a few weeks of Ostara. Now, I just want to comment on the dates of the Sabbaths because everybody kind of celebrates them differently. I really personally like sticking to, you know, the traditional dates, which is every six weeks. Every six weeks, I'm celebrating a holiday. Now, those dates don't always fall on a day that's convenient, though. We work. We have work schedules. We have school. We have, you know, school schedules, kids to, to you know, get to and fro. So um, I definitely recommend celebrating on a day that's convenient for you. So like with Ostara, which falls on a Wednesday this year, Maybe, you know, a small prayer, a small meditation, some sort of acknowledgement, you know, on the spring equinox would be great. Um, and then say the, the celebrating for, you know, the weekend or a day, you know, that's convenient to you. And I know lots of pagans who will celebrate Ostara on Easter Sunday. You know, it's, I get it because, you know, all of our friends and families are um, celebrating on that Easter Sunday. Um, and you know, and it kind of simplifies things. I like sticking to the traditional dates, which means, you know, celebrating every six weeks, which is for me, I, I, I love it. <laughs> I love having, um, you know, the regular holidays, you know, the, the, like right now we're spring cleaning because, you know, it's spring and what do we do? We spring clean. But really, for me, any holiday is like that. We're, you know, preparing for guests. We're putting on our best. So, you know, we're, we're cleaning all the cobwebs out of the corners. We're putting on, you know, our, our new dresses and our fine clothes. And, you know, we're getting ready for a, a celebration. And so if we follow um, the will of the year and the neo-pagan Sabbaths, every six weeks, we have another holiday coming up. So I homeschool my kids and I have a flexible work schedule. So... I'm able to do that. If you're not, that's okay. You know, if you if you can't celebrate till like a Saturday or Sunday, you know, no big deal. Make it work for you. So Eostra is the goddess of spring and fertility. And while during the winter solstice, the sun is reborn, during Ostara, the earth is reborn. And Ostara is all about those things we relate to spring bunnies and eggs and pastel colors and rebirth and all the flowers, the daffodils, the tulips, the lilies, and of course, the spring cleaning. So thoroughly going through your home, cleaning all the nooks and crannies, opening all the windows, washing the bedding, adding some essential oils to the rinse water, washing your front door and door jam, saging the house and removing all the energy gunk as well as the physical is a great thing to do this time of year. So this year, 
We are keeping things super simple at my house. Things um, have really kind of been a bit hectic. And, um, you know, my my oldest daughter goes away for spring break each year. So she's going to be gone for five days, you know, right before the Sabbath. And, you know, things things just always feel a little off when somebody in the house is missing. So we're keeping things super simple. Um, we start our celebration the night before. So on Tuesday, the 19th, we're going to color eggs or paint some wooden eggs and, and, you know, just start the festivities. Maybe, you know, prepare a pie ahead of time, you know, just have a good time, read, maybe do a puzzle, just, you know, enjoy family time. And the day of, we're going to have a nice breakfast. Of course, there will be Ostara baskets. And I'd love to share with you what I have in those Ostara baskets this year, but I don't want any of my older children to uh, maybe listen to this episode and know what they're getting. So um, I'll try to post some pictures afterward. But, you know, I, I had a lot of fun putting together their baskets. And so, you know, we'll have baskets, we'll do an egg hunt, we'll definitely get outside I hope to be able to plant some seeds, maybe do a small meditation outside. I've definitely included some bubbles and sidewalk chalk in their baskets, so we're definitely going to do those things. I mean, is there anything that says spring, like a three-year-old running around, you know, chasing bubbles, um, all them screams and giggles, and, you know, it just makes for such a, such a nice time, and um, well, it's not quiet, but being able to sit and just watch your children play. And, you know, even if mom's the one blowing the bubbles while the kids giggle and, and run around is, you know, a very, very good time. And, um, you know, and is meditative in its own way. And just being present and part of, you know, the family unit and just just being together and, and doing things together. So I uh, was reading um, Gabriella Herstick's book, uh, Inner Witch, A Modern Guide to the Ancient Craft. And let's find this here. Um, So she says, the spring equinox is a reminder that it's time to celebrate and plant seeds, both metaphorically and physically, for what we want to bring to bloom in the upcoming season. It's also a time when we honor all the things we've achieved since the winter solstice. It's time to bloom, breathe, create, procreate, and reap the sweetness of what we've manifested as we're brought even closer to the light. And then um, Juliet Diaz's new book, Witchery, Embrace the Witch Within. She says, many celebrate this well-known festival, which most know as Easter. Ostara honors the beginning of spring, new life, and rebirth, love, and fertility. At Ostara, we take notice of the things that may have shifted out of balance and revisit our priorities. So both of these books are great primers for the newbie witch um, and for the more experienced witches. There's lots of valuable information in both of these. And so I just wanted to touch base... um, so she says, you know, to, to take notice of the things that have shifted out of balance and revisit our priorities. And so this is the time of year where I really focus on those priorities. 
So I have um, a life plan, or as I call it, a life compass. And it's the thing that helps me stay on track, even when, you know, life seems to um, derail me. And this life compass, you know, creates this really solid plan, but that's also flexible. So I can change my priorities. I can look at that, you know, three months after I wrote it and say, you know what? It turns out this particular thing isn't as important to me as I thought it was. So I'm going to move it or I'm going to change this. And what this plan allows me to do is work on my relationships. It helps me create a specific, actionable, usually very small actionable items that help me continue to move towards my goals. So if I'm wanting to be a better mother and I'm wanting to focus on my relationship with the children, some things that I might uh, do would be, you know, go for a nightly walk and, you know, alternate which child gets to go with me. So, you know, that 20 minute walk around the block, you know, I'm spending quality time with each of my children. You know, we're getting out into nature. We're getting some exercise in the fresh air. So, you know, we're doing a lot in that that 20 minutes. Another thing, if I'm working on building my relationships with my children, might be to, you know, read a chapter in a book after dinner every night aloud. Um, things like that. So we're sticking with smaller goals. Uh, and of course, I have those big goals like, you know, buy a new car this year or, you know, things like that. But this is the perfect time of year to sit down and really review what my plan is, what my goals are, um, you know, take stock of my priorities and my relationships. Are my relationships where I want them to be? If they're not, then how do we fix them? And again, it's as simple as, as you know, those small things. If if I have a friendship that, you know, maybe I, I haven't been as good with keeping in touch or something, I you know, I might say, you know, pick up the phone once a week or be sure to send a, a text message every three days or just small actionable things. Now, I don't like to make goals that are like, you know, send a text message twice a week because it's not very definitive and I'm of the mindset that if it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. So I want to be able to put something in my calendar. So I want to say every, you know, Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to text so-and-so and, you know, see how they're doing, um, that sort of thing. So we want to make very specific but um, easily executed uh, goals and, and actionable steps. So during the spring equinox is when I take a whole day to review my plan. It's my annual retreat is what I call it. And so I take my binder that has all my my life compass and all my plans and, you know, all these things I work work towards. And uh, I do plan to share these eventually. I'm not quite ready. I want to give you guys some like blank templates and that sort of thing. But I, you know, take my binder. I may take some books I've been wanting to read. Usually a book of poetry is always good. Um, some blank notebooks. Definitely a, a pretty journal to write in my calendar, my laptop, a very, 
very low key. Like I'm not, you know, packing a big suitcase to go away for the day. And this year, my plan is to just go away for the entire day to a little bed and breakfast and just, you know, be there, be present. Either pick up, you know, an easy lunch or have an easy lunch delivered or, you know, maybe even cook myself just a really simple meal and, you know, walk the gardens, you know, just, just enjoy the day and review my plan, meditate on it, think about it, think about those relationships, you know, are they where I want them to be? What can I do differently? All of that good stuff. Take a look at my 90-day goals, you know, have I met them? You know, since you'll, you know, have I met them? What have I done? Um, You know, do I need to do more? If I accomplish them, great. If not, you know, how can I change them? You know, do, do, am I still in the same place as I was at Yule, you know, with my priorities? Have things shifted? You know, there, there's so much to just review and, and take note of and, and see where we're at with life. And so I review my, my life compass every 90 days. And for the most part, it's, you know, a couple of hours. And I, I always, leave the house when I do this because I think it's important to not have interruptions. And as good as my kids are, they still interrupt. And I just need that time to, you know, be by myself and just focus on the task at hand. So a lot of the times I do just go to the library because it's really quiet there and they have a beautiful garden and I'm able to, you know, get some fresh air and then browse the books because I just, you know, (laughs) find peace in, in browsing the bookshelves. But once a year, I do it for an entire day, because I really want to focus on, on all of it and, and really just take the time, you know, to not be rushed and to just, you know, really be present and enjoy the day. So, you know, putting on some nice music and having that nice meal and taking that walk and maybe picking some flowers or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, either you feel, you know, drawn to do that day or, you know, just to take the time to do those things you enjoy doing. Anything to make you relaxed and to to just really be present You can definitely do some meditations, uh, tarot cards, you know, any sort of divination or, um, you know, practices that, you know, put you at ease and help you make decisions. So this is a perfect time of year to do that. So the annual check-in is really a full day. And I haven't done that yet. And I probably won't do it before Ostara, but I will definitely be doing it by the end of this month. So with that in mind, um, you know, this year for us and my family, it's going to be a super simple celebration. You know, we've got a lot going on. We're in the midst of what I call birthday season at our house. Um, You know, we have birthdays every few weeks for a little while here, and it just makes for, you know, a really busy life right now. But, um, you know, that's all good. So we've got Ostara. We have, you know, the different ways that we can celebrate Ostara. We have our life compass 
and checking in with ourselves and just making sure our priorities are aligned. So I also wanted to talk with you a little bit. Um, I'm going to put this in the show notes, but um, Ashley Otera, and she's working on the Perfections Project. She's an astrologer, and she, if you don't follow her on Instagram or listen to her podcast, you definitely should, and I'll, I'll put links. But she is big on astrology and motherhood and all of those lovely things, and she was doing the Perfections Project. And she's wanting um, people to write about their experiences with their perfections for the year. So this year would be, um, I was in the first house. So my first house experiences are things to do with appearance and health and my persona and perception, self-awareness, physical body, personal views on life, appearance, self-identity, self-image, all those lovely things. And it's so funny because when I I read that she was looking for people to do some writing on this, I I was excited because, you know, I love to write and I love to just use writing as a tool to to grow. And as I got reading about, you know, me being in the first house, this um, I'm 36, so that means I'm, you know, uh, my perfection is in the first house. And, you know, that's definitely where I've been this year. And as somebody who never put a lot of um, emphasis on their appearance and definitely, you know, didn't spend a lot of money on clothes and makeup and those sorts of things, um, this past year I have. uh, (laughs) And um, one of the funny things to me is for, you know, the last 15 years, all of my clothing, you know, could fit in like, you know, a foot in my closet, maybe two feet in my closet. I mean, just a very small, compact amount of clothing. And I have this gigantic walk-in closet and my clothing now fills half of it. And, you know, it feels good. It feels good to have clothes that I enjoy, that fit me well, that, you know, I feel good in. And, you know, one of the other things I do is at least once a month, I go and get my nails done and I get a pedicure. You know, I've gotten my hair done professionally, professionally dyed. I've, I've done a lot of things, um, not like big changes to my appearance, but definitely things that I would have never done, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And it's definitely, um, I've definitely spent a lot of time on like who I am and who I want to be and who I'm surrounding myself with, like kind of getting reacquainted with myself. And so it's been a whole lot of fun. And I do plan to do some more in-depth writing. I just kind of wanted to touch on it because it's, you know, it's been a, it's been a really fun thing to kind of think about ever since I said that I would join um, this project and do some writing on it is because I'm, I'm seeing how... I have very much so been involved in the whole first house experience of self and, you know, who I am and my personal views on life and my, my self image. So it's, it's been a lot of fun and I will definitely link to, to her and you can learn more about, um, the perfections project if that's something that you want to participate in as well. And with that, one of the things that 
I've done this year, this past year, and this was back in August, um, working with a shaman and doing some, um, some uh, shaman work and some healing was, and, and I should say this is, this also has come up so much like in my Reiki sessions and everything was healing my throat chakra and me being, you know, afraid to express myself and open up. And one of the exercises that I was given was to essentially write an erotic poem. And so I wrote this, I read this poem to a friend. This was something that was really, really hard for me to do at the time. And it's funny because now I am you know, can sit here and think it was no big deal. And this was just a few months ago. This was August. It's, you know, now March. So it really wasn't that long ago. But this was a really, really hard experience for me. And, you know, always being so afraid of like what other people are going to think of me and how I'm going to be received. And so um, because the poem is called An Awakening and it feels a very, it feels like the right time to put this out there to everybody. And I'm going to read you this poem. And um, when I wrote it, I really had envisioned like a, an autumn evening. But it very, very well could be a spring um, day as well. And as, you know, the earth is coming back alive through, um, through spring, it just feels like this poem is perfect. So I'm going to read you An Awakening. I dance naked under the moonlight. As the fire crackles, I twirl around, feeling the misty air dampen my skin. I rub my arms throw my head back, and laugh. Loud, throaty, witchy. As the crickets and cicadas serenade me, the sounds of the woods become rhythmic. My hips sway, the energy from the earth slowly moves up my legs, into my pelvis, and deep into my belly, filling me with warmth and excitement. My hips sway faster, my breathing heavy, my heart pounding, as I feel a wave of raw, unrestrained energy embrace my very core. My legs part, one hand clutching my breast, the other moving slowly down past my waist. As my hand descends, my eyes close, I bite my lip. The intoxicating hunger makes my head spin. I fall to my knees as I give in, relinquishing all inhibitions. As my body writhes on the ground, every part of my being is filled with the rising heat of primal lust. As I breathe short, heavy wisps of air, the anticipation of what's to come is almost too much, and I let out a cry. The pressure swells, and as I let go, the cosmos open for a moment, and I know I hold all the power. My legs spread wider, and I thrust my hips up. All the power that has been locked away pours out and is released into the universe. I collapse. My body, hot and damp, shivers as the wind blows. I watch my chest fall with each breath, laying silent, knowing that what was will never be again, and what is to come is unfathomable. Well, that is an awakening. And it just felt fitting for spring. 
So I want to close um, this episode about Ostara with a poem. It's called Will of the Year Wiccan Poetry for Children by Ethan and Lisa Ray. So this children's book of poetry and this poem is called Ostara. Spring, spring, yippee for spring. Ooh la la, ding-a-ling-a-ling. What do you see at spring equinox? March rainbows and green shamrocks. Daffodils and tulips grow. Orange, pink, and yellow. We'll paint some eggs to hide and plant seeds outside. Goddess, hear our laughter. Ostara, happily ever after. Nature is reborn for us to see. Beauty surrounding you and me. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I'd love for you to hit me up on social media or you can email me at billy at witchymamas.com and let me know how you and your family are celebrating Ostara this year. Do you have any traditions that, you know, you've been doing for years? Is there anything new you've tried this year? I'd love to hear from you. You can always find me on Instagram at Billy Corinne and on Twitter at Billy Corinne and at Witchy Mamas. And be sure to visit the website witchymamas.com and sign up for updates there. 